111 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And uh, we are, of course, brought to you by the Dorkening Network. And as such, we are sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Once you go deadly, you have to make a very difficult decision as to whether or not to go back. Hint, you don't. I am, of course, here in the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor and joined by my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Queen of the Monsters, and an honorary Lizzie. She is somebody on someone. Ashes von something? Ashes von Nightmare. I knew. better remember my name because just like Kanye West, I am announcing my bid for president 2020. Ashes von Nightmare 2020. Let's paint the White House pink. Sadly, you will not be old enough by the time. Make America smart again. You are uh, not old enough to run for president. I'm not old enough to run. That is ageist. Well, don't blame me. But I blame have ideas. I need to be heard. Blame Hamiltander Allison. Hamiltander Allison. That was what was going through my head on, oh, on Monday morning. Like, the first thought that went through my head was Hamiltander Allison. But, uh, you know, fun fact... The, uh, ad, Is it ad, really fun? The uh, the ad that we play all the time uh, for Deadly Grounds, uh, it, the video version of that has uh, a zombie in it. And, you know, I realized that we have not talked about zombies yet. And I know it's not Halloween, but, you know, when you're the type of people that we are, every day is Halloween. Keeping Halloween alive, 365. My well, actually, funny story, and this is kind of funny. Um, the reason why we stumbled upon this topic for today is we were trying to come up with, you know, what are we going to do for the next episode? Because we do have some stuff uh, in the works, some great yeah, guests planned in coming August. your way, yeah. um, you know, in the process of, of planning a Hamilton episode, Hamilton in the process of, yeah, Hamilton or Alexon, in the process of planning two Watchmen episodes. We're going to get some great guests on for that. So, um, Cold man, wait. <laughs> Excuse me. Stuff in the works, but you know we're trying to think of like, oh well, what 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 do we want to do? And we were playing with our kids, the cats, and Patrick's like, oh, we should just do an episode on zombie because princess zombie cakes, first of her name. Of Magenta Manor, blah, blah, blah. there's a lot more to it. But anyways, we call her Zombie for short because it's That's just so much easier. easier. This is Jon Snow. <laughs> He's king in the north. Yeah. Um, and I said, hey, that would actually be really good. Not to, you know, do, I would love to do an episode on my cat, but I, I, I'll spare you the details. But um, to yeah, do an episode on zombies in general, zombies have become so ingrained in pop culture. And there are so many different, not only zombie films, but really specific zombie characters in some of these films that really stand out. Yeah. Uh, and side note, you got to admit that was a really good. Uh, um, what's Onion Knight. Yeah. Um, Davos. I was going to call him Liam Cunningham because that's his name. This is Daenerys Targaryen, first of her name. Khaleesi of the blah, 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 blah. Great Grassy. And uh, a bunch of other names. Torturer of children. Burner of villages. Breaker of 
things. Breaker of spirits. <laughs> and Sir Davos is like, this is Jon Snow. <laughs> John's like, like kind of nudging him. <laughs> like, He's hey. king of the north. <laughs> but anyways, and, and we'll actually probably talk a little Stannis bit about Stannis is an honorable man. <laughs> later in our discussion, but getting into it. So we're talking about zombies today. A whole bunch of zombies. Some zombie lore, where zombies came from. The you know way that it was kind of introduced. And we want to know culture. what's in your head. Oh, in your head. Go to sleep. Um, so before we get started, we have a getting into character question for today, and we are asking, what are some of your favorite zombie films? And we want to uh, preface this by saying that uh, we did a uh, an open call for folks to give us some. Some feedback, uh, whether it was uh, through a voicemail, email, or on Facebook. And uh, you folks really came through. Like, there's a ton of stuff. You guys People love, love your zombies. zombies. I mean, there's a whole religion based on one. You know, there's a whole religion based on zombies. And then, you know, you start bringing up zombies and people are like, oh, that's far fetched. Oh, sorry. I you mean, believe in angels, but not goblins. celebrated for zombieism every day. Not every day. Every, every year. year. <laughs> no, look, Easter. Zombie Jesus came back. Quick, everyone get a chocolate bunny. Ugh. Anyways, so some of our favorite zombie movies. Now, I would be remiss if I did not open this list with. Uh, the movie that I brought over to uh, Miss Von Nightmare's uh, apartment the first day we met, uh, and that being 2004's Shaun of the Dead. Now, I love this movie. Uh, prior to that day, I was uh, a fan of the movie because they have so many different re uh, uh, references. I almost said restaurants because I was getting ahead of myself. So many different references in that film to other zombie films, which is what I love about Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright working and writing together. Um, one of the things that um, that they reference is Lucio Fulci. And it's like a really quick throwaway, and if you can't quite understand what they're saying, like you miss it. But when Sean calls to make the reservation at the place that does all the fish... Uh, it's Edgar Wright on the other end of the phone, and the name of the restaurant is Fulci's. And Lucio Fulci did uh, 1979's uh, Zombie 2, which is, is a weird reason why it's called Zombie 2, but well, anyways. It, it, over in Italy, overseas, zombie flesh it's called eaters. Zombie 2, but over here it's just called Zombie. With no E, because that's yeah. the Italian version. And... Uh, I know that won't be on your list of top zombie movies. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead is on mine because uh, we tried several times to get through that movie and we just couldn't. Um, not because it wasn't enjoyable, but we got sidetracked. God damn it, Patrick. What? People need to know. These are inquiring They do minds. not need to know. Well, anyways, Shaun of the Dead's uh, towards the top of my list. But uh, there are a couple that... Um, you know, I didn't like it first that I had to rewatch, and uh, I kind of liked it afterwards. Like, Pontypool, very interesting uh, concept for their zombies. Because you got to remember, like, zombies, there's so many zombie films. So 
<clears throat> you kind of have to um you kind of have to uh you know stay fresh so there's like a lot of different things uh Pontypool <clears throat> had a very interesting take on it and I won't ruin it because it's a very good movie um <clears throat> very weird take on the zombie genre but I like some of the non uh what's the word I'm looking for non-traditional zombie films because it's not just okay you know you were bitten by a zombie and now you're a zombie like there's a lot of different ways to create a zombie like you know depending on what your uh what your film is about like for the romero films it was a space virus you know a virus that crashed down to earth uh and uh started raising the dead and i like the romero films obviously because they kind of show the progression from the first zombie to kind of like evolution, you know, higher brain functions and, and whatnot. And we'll get into that a little more when we talk about our favorite zombies. But if I'm going to say my top three zombie films, I'm going to have to go <coughs> Day of the Dead, um, Return of the Living Dead, and I don't know. That's that's a that's a tough question. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, but I have to give an honorable mention to the zombie, uh, the zombie phenomenon that got me into horror as, at a young age, which is of course Michael Jackson's Thriller. So Ashes, what do you got? So I, I'll do I'll do top three then. Um, I feel like you can't do a list of zombie films without naming the one that really started it all. No, I'm not talking about White Zombie, but I'm talking about George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. 1960s. black and white. It was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And it's shot in black and white. It's not overly gory, but the suspense is crazy. Crazy, like nail biting, edge of your seat. Little girl in the basement. Yes, yes, you know, and and you really find yourself rooting for these people in this house, and you know, uh, not knowing what these zombies are, and they don't even call them zombies because they don't know what they are. Right, and you know, Romero was kind of influenced by White Zombie, but he wanted to do a different take on it. Right, and you know he gave birth to this whole subgenre of horror. Yeah, which was then expanded upon. Again, we'll we'll get into that. You know, <clears throat> um, so I I feel like you you can't do a list and not include that one. It's just so so iconic. And um, number two is Return of the Living Dead. Copying me. I no, I love that it's film. So it's so good. Like not only do I love the zombies in that film, um, you know, and, and I'll talk more about that later, but I love the actual characters. Like sometimes, you know, you see a film, especially zombie films, and sometimes you just find yourself I'm rooting for the zombies. Like watching Fulci's zombie last night. I was just really rooting for the zombies. I could the not. People <laughs> the people fucking sucked dumb. so oh much. Oh no, he's ten feet away um, from me and moving slow. Eh! You know, like I just, uh, you know, uh, 
so in this, you know, Return of the Living Dead, like the characters are so great. Like some of them are just eighties cliches, and I love them. You know, we had the opportunity Rabid to weasel. go to the Coolidge Corner Theater in Brookline. This was, you know, pre-COVID nineteen before. This was last know. July. Was it? Was it last summer? Yeah. We went with uh, powerful Brandon met us out there. Uh, but anyways, we had the opportunity to watch Return of the Dead with Linnea Quigley. She did this great Q&A after. Uh, she's delightful. We've met her a couple of times I, at I, different conventions. I want to say, like, I wasn't going to ask her a question because we were, like, way the hell back. And it was, like, really tough to get, like, up to where they were asking the questions. But, like, people were asking her, like, the worst question. Like, oh, do you like shoes? What kind of shoes taste the best? Like, they were asking awful questions. I had to rescue her. But it was kind of cool to get a little peek behind the scenes of the film. And obviously, like, she loves the film. She loves trash. She loves paying homage to that character. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, I think it's really cool when you have the opportunity to not only view the film with someone, but have that Q&A after where they tell stories about, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. And we've done that a few times with some films. You know, The Warriors a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um just a couple of other times too, but I've, I'm I'm blanking right now. But anyways, uh, it was it was a blast. It was amazing. She's so incredibly delightful and beautiful and and super talented and nice too. Like she's she's oh really she's utterly delightful. Fucking nice. Um, but yeah, so my number two is Return of the Living Dead, and my number one is Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I just think that movie is so great. It's hilarious. It pays great homage to all of these other zombie films that came before it. You know, sometimes when you get a film like that, it gets a little um, scary movie. I'm not a fan of those films. I think those are horrible. There's a fine uh, line between parody and homage. You know, but I think that what Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Edgar Wright, when they get together to do something, they, they do a really good job. Like with Hot Fuzz, you know, taking into to consideration all of these action films and you know, um, paying homage to those. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, as a, as a fan of horror, as somebody who loves zombies, this whole zombie subgenre of horror, I think Shaun of the Dead does a really good job. And not only do they do a really good job of, you know, creating this, this chaotic world that the zombies are a part of, but these characters, like I said, with Return of the Dead, these characters Return are so... Return of the Living. What, what did I say? You keep saying Return of the Dead because it's like Romero. Oh, it's, uh, um, dude, I've worked like twelve hours today. I'm now Thanks. podcasting. Drink. Um, but with uh, of the Dead, you just want to go down to why am I drawing a blank? The Winchester. The Winchester. Have a couple of pints and wait for this all to blow right. over. Like, that's how I thought we were going to deal with coronavirus, but oops, wrong it's there. Been way more than a couple <laughs> of pints. <laughs> we're, we're, we're now counting boxes of wine, people. We're, we're, we're into box territory. We're into drums. If I could just buy my own barrel, I would. It would probably be so much cheaper. In the long run. So it'd probably be cut with antifreeze like that Simpsons episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this point, I'd be willing to try it. You know, it passed the first test. I didn't go blind. I mean, 
everything's coming up Millhouse. Um, so yeah, that's that's my list. And I'm, I'll just throw an honorable mention on there. Uh, the Dead Don't Die. Dead Don't Die was ex- ghouls. <laughs> um, that's just because it was just so well done with that cast and so well done with uh, all of the the um, but I really the characters. I like the zombies in that film. Like they they had personality. Like they kept a bit of of being human to them. You know, Chardonnay. <laughs> yes, and. And Iggy Pop. Coffee. Did you just say coffee? Chardonnay. You know, and they're going <laughs> back to like the last thing they remember like doing before before they passed. You know, going into a diner to sit in their favorite booth or you know walking the streets or what have you, you know? Yeah. So like just I, I thought that was really for, for a modern zombie film, I thought that was really well done. It was it was funny, but it was it was and it's gruesome. not pitched as a zombie film so much. It's more just like a weird supernatural film. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're, it's, it's definitely zombies. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely, but, like, there's other crazy shit, I too. I mean, it's not, it's not your classic, stereotypical zombie film. There's a little more to it than that. But at the end of the day, it's still a it's still a zombie film. There's still zombies. But I just mm-hmm. thought it was really it was an in- interesting take. It went in an interesting direction as far as the creation and the function of the zombies. Yeah, like it definitely borrowed from some other other stuff. But like I said, at this point, there's it's been I done. Mean, there are hundreds of thousands of zombie films out there. Yes, there's so Probably many. Probably more into the millions at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say millions yeah, of zombie there's movies. There's a lot of I independent zombie there films. Are, there are probably a couple thousand. I would not say... I don't think there are millions of films, period. Oh, I think there are millions of films. <sighs> Mil- okay, millions of films, right? From the start of when films were first introduced, the talkies... No, like prior the, si- to the silent, silent film. film, and then into the talkies. Well, just remember that every time an art form has uh, evolved, like as soon as that art form evolved, uh, there's porn made from it. Like there was a recent cave drawing found of uh, of uh, the first like pornographic drawing. It's like thirty thousand years old or some shit. It's so yeah, maybe if you count porn too, there might be. Close to millions. Because it's like, oh, I starred in 600 movies this week. Um, But yeah. So, normally this is the part where we'd ask you about your favorite zombie films. But so many of you responded. We're going to talk about that and kind of sprinkle in, you know, our own conversation. Because not only did you give us your favorite zombie films, you gave us some of your favorite zombies. Some of your least favorite. Some of the stuff you liked. Some of the stuff you didn't like. So we're going to get into that um, after we come back from our first break. So uh, with that being said, Ashes, unless you got something else you want to add? No? Brains. All right. So with that being said, uh, we will take a quick break, and we'll be right back. No, hey, look at me. I'm not going to say, you know, there's plenty more fishing to say. I'm not going to say if you love her, let her go. I'm not going to bombard you with cliches, but what I will say is this. It's not the end of the world. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. 
Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast, it's the greatest show in history, from the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy, from movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back. That was the uh, theme song from uh, 1979's uh, Zombie that we mentioned in the uh, opening segment. That was, uh, we we actually watched that for the first time, and uh, I think for the first time, Ashes did not enjoy the film. What, what, what were your thoughts on Lucio Fulci's Zombie Flesh Eaters? Yeah, so this was a first time watch for me. You have seen it before. Several times. Uh, and I, d- I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Kind of, you know, looking back on it, it didn't, it didn't suck too bad. I did enjoy some of the practical effects, especially taken into consideration, you know, what was available at the time and they were pretty innovative with some of the zombie kills. The zombie versus shark thing. Like. I mean, well, that was th- that's what I'm getting into. Um, a really cool scene. I don't love how it happened. Definitely not something that would fly today. They fed him and made him sleepy. Yeah, they they fed. It was an actual tiger shark that they fed beforehand and also gave sedatives. So it was just kind of like a woozy shark. Just well, tiger shark swimming sharks. around. Wait, what kind of was it? Tiger. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> a tiger shark. Oh, what? Stick your head in there, pal. See if it's a man eater. Tiger sharks are very dangerous. So this was a stupid stunt to do because they're not like well, bears or gorillas that you can train. Like, the shark had a handler like he had a trainer there was somebody who was like this is my shark yeah that's not a thing that's not a thing (laughs) i mean if you i've seen in in certain aquariums if you have like a shark that you've raised forever like you can get it to do like a few reflexive things 
Sharks generally don't Come have on, the, boy. the brain power to, to, like, it's more like a learned response, like a Pavlovian type of response. They're not like dolphins. They're not. No, they're not smart. To not human that they're not smart. They don't have higher brain capabilities for that. They operate mostly on instinct. I love how you got really defensive all of a sudden. Yeah, well, it's like somebody was insulting sharks, and it was me, and I had to come to my <laughs> own defense. But no, they're they're not intelligent the way dolphins are intelligent. Most of their intelligence comes from the fact that they are uh, more instinctive. It's like they're not smart, but they're streetwise kind of thing. Like they don't learn and adapt the way that mammals do. Streetwise sharks? Yes, streetwise sharks. Street Street sharkwise. (laughs) <laughs> street, streetwise shark, street sharkwise. I don't know. Okay, so but but long story short, like that scene was kind of cool, uh, a bit unnecessary, but but still cool. Zombie fighting a shark, zombie eating a shark, like whatever. It was it Ripped was it was off. there. It was a thing that happened. I would have liked to see a zombie tiger shark later in the film. That's more of a Brian Keane thing, though. Um, but I d- I don't know. I just. Uh, I don't know if it, if it was because the characters, like the actor, not the actors, but the the characters, the people sucked so much. I think it's also, and it was really slow. Yeah, I was gonna say it's slow, it and it's also very difficult to kind of the you lose the immersion because you're watching it, and it's it's most of the acting is in Italian, but it's dubbed over in English. But I mean, but that that didn't bother me. That that was. I mean, but that can throw you away. Throw you off, I mean. But I who's going to throw me away? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You're garbage. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pants. Uh. <laughs> uh, poutine. But I don't know. It's I the just only hockey term I know. Some of the, the zombie concepts were really cool. Like the zombie designs, the zombie characters. Like the one with the bugs in the eyes. Worms. Ugh. You know, and that's the cre- the creepy factor that they used were like creepy, Ruggiero crawly, Diodato, I think. you know, uh, millipedes, centipedes, th- th- squirmy things with a lot of legs that just kind of make you go. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't love the film as a whole though. By the end of it, I was just like, God, can we just, just everyone dies, everyone dies. I did like the ending though. They're on the boat, and they're trying to reach shore, go back to New York or you know, somewhere in the United States. I think it was New York. And they're like, oh, you know, we got to get rid of, we're off this island. We got to get away from this zombie thing that's happening. You know, we'll go home and, and, and you know, we can tell people and they'll figure it out. And like, come if to find out. we can make it there, we can make it anywhere. New York, New York. And then come to find out, like, this whole zombie outbreak was not just contained on this island that they were on, but it has spread because worldwide. Because of the zombie on, the, on her dad's boat. And I was wrong. It was uh, Ottaviano Delacqua was the worm-eyed uh, zombie. Yeah, so, so, you know, some really cool visuals, but i don't and i know some people love this film and like that's that's super cool i'm not saying that i'm never gonna watch it again i'll probably revisit it at some point but you know i just i i didn't i didn't love it i ruggiero deodato for those of you who are listening and know you're probably screaming at me 
he was the director of Cannibal Holocaust. I don't know why I got him confused with Ottaviano Delacqua. I and I hope I'm pronouncing those right. Probably not because I don't know Italian. But yeah, you so. barely know English some days. We fail English. That's, That's impossible. Um, but yeah, the the difference though, like you know, we were talking about how zombies kind of evolved. This was closer to 1932's White Zombie with Bela Lugosi. Well, not only that, it kind of took it took into consideration some of the folklore. Well, that's what I was like, literally zombies. in the middle of a sentence trying to say. Okay, well, oh. I'll shut up then. Um, what I was saying is it it's based on Haitian zombies, where um, you know there's voodoo rituals. Like if someone would die, you could sacrifice someone and take that person's soul and put it into the original body. And, you know, this was something that some folks would do for, you know, cheap labor. You know, if you it's like, oh, my, you know, cousin died, but I'm going to kill this tourist or this visitor to the island and use their soul to go into this body. And because the soul is so confused because it's in a body that it doesn't know it's uh has no will of its own because this isn't its body so it just like kind of mindlessly goes through the motions of being alive so it's alive in a sense but it's um it's an abomination you know and you know the undead feast upon the living so like you know the the stories kind of changed and evolved over time so and i think that's what Fulci was trying to get back to was this concept of, you know, this is where zombies come from because this came out, uh, after, uh, um, you mean after zombies don't happen when a, when a mommy, a mommy zombie, zombie and, and a zaddy zombie love, love each, each other, other very much <laughs> and they decide to do a special hug. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's hugging. Um, but yeah, like this is how they were; uh, these ones were created. And as we're going to see in some of these lists that people have given us, there are um, the idea of zombie evolution. I think was first really put together by by Romero because all of his things take place in the same universe. Like we were talking about Return of the Living Dead, which was kind of supposed to be like a sequel to uh, Night of the Living Dead. So if you're unfamiliar, it goes Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, which is the one that takes place at the mall, Day of the Dead, which is the one that takes place in the military bunker, uh, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and Survival of the Dead. So there's six total. And as it goes along, you get to see how zombies kind of evolve and change and kind of remember what it's like to be human. We see that a lot. Uh, we see a little bit of it in Day of the Dead with Bub. Mm -hmm. But we see a lot more of it in Land of the Dead, where they're organizing and fighting and using the fact that they're undead and don't need to breathe and can, you know, get shot repeatedly in the chest or arms they and get, legs. They get smarter. Yeah, they, they remember what it's like. Like, we see Big Daddy, played by Eugene Clark, kind of walking around, like, uh, reenacting what it was like to be alive. We see the guy with the tambourine um, 
where his hand has already gone through because he's just hit it so many times. You know, like there's the guys in the band are still kind of going through the motions, but they're dead. But they've still got that that small spark. It's almost as if the uh, if there's no food source around because they don't need to eat, but they always will if they see it. If they see food, they will. They're on a seafood diet. I was gonna say same. If they see food, they eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's no food source around, instead of like in 28 days later, where they starve to death, which is the whole 28 days, you know, like oh here's the outbreak. Oh, they haven't had any people to eat. Well, in four weeks they die because that's about how long it takes for you to die of starvation. And those are zombies that were infected by a virus. So there's, um, we get to see them just kind of like go into a dormant state as opposed to, you know, completely shut down. Because the only way to do that is to destroy the brain. And that, that tends to be a theme in most zombie films, with the exception of, uh, you know, the no- most notable exception, I would say, of Return of the Living Dead. Because no matter what they did, like, you know, you dismember the corpse. Even if you say it's rabid weasels, uh, it doesn't matter because all the parts will still try to get you. Even if you drive a pickaxe into the brain, doesn't matter. If you separate the head from the from the body, it doesn't matter. It looks like the only way to completely destroy them is to incinerate them so there's nothing left, which is a far cry from, say, any of the of the dead movies. In the in the brain and not the chest, headshots are the ver- very best. Oh, Lord. Isn't it? What is that from? Planet Terror, right? Is it? In the brain and not the chest, headshots are the very best. I don't... That might have been from Fido. I just remember, like, a group of kids singing it. See, that's what happens when you have nine million zombie... Mo- like, if you're not familiar with Fido, Fido is another type of zombie film where... Zombies are kept as pets, and they have, like, these restraining collars on their Yeah, neck. and Carrie Ann Moss plays the Matriarch mother, the yeah, the, and, and falls for her pet zombie. Yeah. It's weird, but it's fun. Like, it's, it's actually really good. Um, one of the movies, and I haven't looked at everybody's list because I kind of wanted to be surprised. Uh, I just noticed that people commented. Uh, Doghouse, which is another one that kind of takes... The uh, this is a British zombie movie. That's so it's pretty funny. Like these guys are going away because somebody's wife just broke up with them, and so his buddies are taking them off to uh, you know this place in the country where the whole town is nothing but women, but they're all zombies, and you know they're like, oh, so what do you think of this one and that one? Like, oh, well, you know that one was kind of cute, and like the only one that he was referring to was wearing a, a wedding dress, and they're all like, oh, she's married. Um, but like they kill any man that comes in, like so, and they they were still like, like Land of the Dead. They had some semblance of who they were before turning into zombies, and it's never really explained how they become zombies, but it seems like. With the supernatural world, uh, the easiest form of transmission is somebody bites you, you turn into them. You know, zombies, werewolves, uh, vampires, um, 
the notable exception would be mosquitoes. If a uh, mosquito bites you and sucks your blood, you don't you don't turn into one, which is weird because you think you would. That would be awfully inconvenient. But, you know, there's this evolution of, you know, we have the fast zombies, and a lot of people are like, oh, I hate fast zombies. But generally when you have fast zombies, they're not real zombies like they're more they have like more of a, a rabidness to them like 28 like days later 28 weeks yeah. later they're infected with the rage virus which i don't know if they really explain it but to me it looks like they uh they it amps up it bypasses uh rigor mortis and amps up your uh adrenaline your pineal gland so you're just overly producing uh adrenaline and you're just going at a thousand miles an hour all the time. Like your fight or flight response is just fight. Um, who are the other ones? Return of the Living Dead. They moved fast. Well, I mean, they moved uh, faster than we had seen. But Return Some of, of them the ran. Living Return of the Living Dead is where we found zombies developed a hunger for brains. Yes. That was the first time. So up until that point, zombies had just been these flesh-eating things. Marauding and, ghouls. And and in Return of the Living Dead, they have developed they don't they don't just want your flesh, they want your brain. They want to eat your brains. And they've realized this, they figure it out when they have the the half zombie, zombie the yeah. half zombie on the table and she's just like brains i need brains and they're like well why do you want brains and she's like because of the pain and they're like well what kind of pain you know and she's like i can feel myself rot the pain of being pain, dead yeah the pain brain of being makes dead it, the, brains the, the, the makes pain it go of away. feeling yourself dying cell by cell uh and, and you know some for some reason eating brains specifically makes that pain go away it kind of creates this euphoria for them there is a similar chemical in brains as there is in chocolate which uh makes chocolate so addictive i'm trying to remember exactly what it is but like there's a, from its brains and chocolate have like this exact same like chemical or enzyme or protein or something that creates the exact same like satisfaction like, not euphoria, but, like, it creates the exact same sensation, so you could just feed zombies so chocolate. It's almost like a serotonin-type yes. thing yes. where it's, it, it triggers your happy place. Right. And it's it's that one, it could be, an, uh, I forget if it's, like, an amino acid or, I don't know. You probably have it at the lab. I you Just get it at work and fight the zombies. But, you know, and because there are so many different types of zombies, um... You know, you get to see the, um, you know, the different kind of standouts, like with the Crippen virus, which is uh, um, 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 Richard Matheson, um, Will Smith, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Yes, which is the sequel to I Am Rather Well Known. Um, the that virus is was. It, is it? Is it though? Yes. <laughs> okay. That, see, and then that's one like that never really caught on, because that movie's been made three or four times. There was um, the Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, which I believe also came out in 1968. I'd have to double check that, but like it came out around there. There was the Omega Man with Charlton Heston, which was parodied on The Simpsons, and then there was obviously I Am Legend, and you know 
each time the zombies were different, the the monsters were different, and then the story it's totally different because they're much more sentient. Uh, in the the Will Smith film, they give them more of a you know mindless horde mentality. You know, they don't have the ability to speak, but they have like a societal hierarchy, which is weird. Um, so there's that. Then there's um, you know the Shaun of the Dead zombies, which are classic zombies, like uh, because that's you know a, a parodic version of so many zombie films. Like there's Return of the Living Dead that they mention. Uh, I'm sorry, Night of the Living Dead. Um, there's uh, Lucio Fulci. There's um, they they do mention um, the rage virus at one point, you know, and then they kind of like turn them into slaves or entertainment type uh, spectacles, like Land of the Dead. And fun fact: Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright are in Land of the Dead. They're uh, in the uh, the big like city scene where everybody's walking around and you have all this, the two zombies that are chained up and it's like, have your picture taken with a zombie. And the reason they were in the movie is because they started a rumor that they were going to be in the movie. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to be in Land of the Dead. Yeah, we're in Land of the Dead. Yeah, we totally are in Land of the Dead. And somebody asked George Romero, they're like, is that true? Are they going to be in it? And he's like, uh... I guess, sure, yeah, why not? Like, <laughs> oh my god, I wish rumors would work like that for me. And if you look at the uh, the cover art, they're actually on the cover art in mm-hmm. their zombie forms, which I think is awesome. So, like, if you have the cover art with the hand that's grasping the uh, barbed wire fence, I forget if they're on the left or the right because I have the cover somewhere autographed by Tom Savini, but yeah, they're on the cover art, which I thought was just awesome. Because it's like, why would these two random zombies be on there? And if you really look at them, um, and yeah, Day of the Dead, because when they're trying to pretend to be zombies, uh, he is doing, uh, Sean is doing a an impersonation of Sherman Howard, Howard Sherman, depending on how he's uh, credited, uh, uh, Bub from Day of the Dead. So I always thought that was kind of cool. Now, what were some of the zombie movies that you watched that, you know, kind of stuck out to you? Well, obviously, like I said, Night of the Living Dead, kind of creating these creatures and, you know, not knowing what they were at that point. I mean, you know, they're zombies, but watching it and I kind of wish I had was alive to see it for the first time, you know, to kind of experienced that hysteria that surrounded that film, people were really, truly afraid. You know, watching it now, like, we know what zombies are. It's ingrained in our culture at this point. But, you know, nobody really knew, nobody had a clue what zombies were. Yeah, because the only movies that had really come out were um, Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, I believe, came out in 74? Um, I believe so. Let me, uh, do, do, do. You know, and did George Romero have any idea that he would be giving birth to this whole subgenre? Nineteen seventy-eight. Yep. Of of horror, like he's he 
obviously wasn't the first one to do a zombie film, but he was the first one to do it well, to the point where it caught on and other people started following suit. Yeah, because he did the two movies, and then Fulci did um, Zombie in '79. So there were there was, uh, and, and um, like I said, the Vincent Price movie, uh, The Last Man on Earth, had come out uh, based on I Am Legend. Then there was um, those other couple there. And I think The Crazies, I'm going to double check when that came out. Because that, even that had like a zombie aspect to it. Yeah, but I think those were more like the infected rabid types versus 1973. being... Right, but that was still, um, that was uh, Romero. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you still had that touch to it so even he was trying to kind of you know branch out with the different types of zombies well and it's always interesting to me to see how people put their own spin on it Mm -hmm. you know like with return of the living dead with the whole brains thing and they can speak you know send more paramedics send more paramedics i mean like it's funny (laughs) there's a funny aspect to this film but it's still like and in the second one, they stab a guy in the head with a screwdriver. He's like, get that damn screwdriver out of my head. Like, And then there's four sequels to that, and most of them are not that great. And they try to recreate the Tar Man, which you really can't. Like, that's one and of the those. Tar Man, he's probably my favorite zombie. I, th- I, I say that with a question, because... Well, I'm not. I'm not sure. Let me. Let I me like a lot of them. Let me jump in here real quick with the first person to respond to our uh, to our our question. The post when we said we're going to be talking about zombies, our good buddy uh, Jimmy Lambs, James Lamond over at uh, it came from the 508 and uh, Culture Shock podcast. Uh, he said best zombie, the oil drum zombie, Return of the Living Dead. So, Tarman. Yep, and I have a Tarman shirt that I wore to the uh, Linnea Quigley screening. Mm-hmm. He said, best zombie film, Day of the Dead. Okay. Because I would say those, right there, those are the top two zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said the worst, so not not just worst zombie, but worst zombie film, just worst, uh, Warm Bodies. I mean, so... Let me touch base on Warm Bodies yeah. for a moment. I didn't hate that film. I thought it was a different kind of unique spin on zombies. Again, kind of going more towards this zombies retain most of their human characteristics, their human qualities. You know, they can yeah. they can be taught. They can it's almost like um you know, when somebody has I, I, I mean, I don't know. This is probably a really horrible analogy, but like when somebody has amnesia, they forget how to do something, you know, and have to go through like physical therapy to relearn things and having to. Um, so not amnesia, know, like some sort of like you know, brain injury. Right. Yeah. So you know, and having to to relearn how to tie your shoes, how to stand, speak, walk. Yeah. You know, say certain things. Um, you know. Uh, it's it's kind of similar to that, where zombies it's it's almost like they've undergone a, a a brain injury. I mean they're dead, but they've undergone a brain injury. But they can be taught how to do things again, you know, and how to kind of sort of become a functioning person again, 
even though they're dead. I didn't love the end. Like, you know, they, they found a cure or something. and they, No, they just got better. They, oh, they just got better. They just got they just better. Got, okay, Everything maybe that's why, Maybe that's why I blocked it out, because I didn't like the ending. Like, they, just, they just got better. Like, it Everyone's was a better. good... You were dead, but now you're not. Hooray. It's, it had a good cast. Like, I like uh, Malkovich and... Nicholas Holt was great. Nicholas I mean, like, Holt. he's a good actor. And, um, um, but, you know, yeah. Rob so, Corddry's like, always oh. good. I'll I'll give him that warm body is this it's it's not the best film but I think it's a really interesting depiction of the zombies and definitely kind of goes along with the evolution of 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 zombies you know where you have um I forget when that film came out but I think it kind of piggybacked on the reemerging zombie craze thanks to the popularity of the walking dead um Walking Dead came out what oh three? It's been a while. Because um, they're on no later than that, like oh nine. It was later than that. Yeah, it was oh nine. So that that craze at the beginning that was kind of like the remake of Dawn of the Dead, um, Land of the Dead, uh, Day of the Dead Two, Contagion. Um, so there were a lot of uh, Rob Zombie movies. You know, I don't. know, It's not quite the same, it's but still a zombie. It's still the zombie films. Um, another comment we had as far as this, because this, t- again, ties into what we've been talking about, our, uh, our good friend Colleen. Uh, she said, zombies are the best for humor, Return of the Living Dead, Shaun of the Dead, and Zombieland. Mm-hmm. Zombieland was good because it focused more on the people than the zombies. Uh, and it was, you know, it had that aspect, but it was a lot of fun. I agree. She said, for, four, for, more, for a more serious and dramatic zombie movie, you've got to go original Night of the Living Dead, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Which is what uh, Ed says to We're coming to get Sean's, you, Barbara. We're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> such a great, like, he says it totally different, but, like, yeah. Um, Train to Busan, which is such a phenomenal movie, and you need to watch that. That might be something we do this weekend. Um and she said Dawn of the Dead, and she said she liked the remake. I liked the original, and I liked the remake. I liked Bing Rames. I liked seeing zombieism passed on to the baby. The yes, zombie. the zombie. I mean, it was weird at first, but in oh, hindsight, like it's it's really. I wish it wasn't CGI because it was kind of weird, but. It, it's something that probably could have been done with practical effects, but maybe it would have cost more. I but thought I Sarah Polly like did a great the job. Outcome would have been better. And was it Ty Willingham, Wenningham, whatever his name is from Modern Family? Um, Phil Dunphy. I forget his real name. I think it's I like <laughs> Ty. I think it's like Ty Willingham. Uh, he was such a dick in that, but he was really good. Uh, Ving Rhames was just. Yeah, I think it's a pretty solid remake. Let me just double check his name. Oh, I have the uh, IMDb. Mackay Pfeiffer was great. Ty Burrell. Ty <laughs> Willingham is the guy who did the. <laughs> that was Ty Willingham. He was the guy who did like the house flipping, like. Mr. Pennington? Pennington. Wow, Willingham. Where wh- where are you going? You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking the baseball player Ty Wigginton. I'm just combining everyone's names. Okay, Hamill, Tander, Alexson. <laughs> I'm combining all the... T- I don't know many people named Ty. The only one I didn't say was Ty Simpkins, which is the kid from Iron Man 3 in Jurassic World. 
So I was close, but I combined all the other ties into one last name. Um, I could have a big battle and they can call it the TIE Fighters. So a lot of folks were very, uh, were very uh, up on this subject. Um, our buddy Coop said uh, his favorite is the zombie in the beginning of the first Resident Evil game. So, like, as you're going through, like, you have no idea what's going on. Like, the beginning of that game, you know, if you don't remember playing it or you never played it, was, like, a terribly acted live-action opening. Like, and then the characters didn't look anything like the actors that were supposed to be playing them. Um, which is kind of unfortunate. And the voice acting for that game... You know, all you have to do is mention uh, Jill Sandwich, and everyone just kind of cringes who who is aware of that. It's one of the worst spoken lines. She's giving me a weird look because you can't see this because this is audio and not video. Uh, it's one of the worst spoken lines of dialogue in the history of recorded dialogue. It's right up there with, uh, oh, my God, they're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. Oh, my God. And garbage day. Um, yeah, not a uh, a great recorded line of dialogue. So I'm, uh, I have to look up a character name. There it is. Because uh, our buddy Jorge Valdez said that the hottest zombie goes to Return of the Living Dead Part 3. And uh, Melinda Clark, who played Julie. Um, you know, I, I <laughs> when it comes to zombies and attractiveness, I, I, I don't really equate that. Uh, although I suppose the term would be, uh, it's actually a magnet we have sitting on our... Uh, on our fridge, uh, the term would be zilf. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, zilf. But he says, uh, "Hottest zombie goes to Return of the Living Dead 3." So, that's the that's the character. Uh, my favorite zombie flick would be Dawn of the Dead by George Romero, and Land of the Dead was great. Said zombie was also killer. Loved the worms in the eye socket for classics for classic flicks. White Zombie. He said, not a fan of the Sprinting Dead. He said, I dug the first season of The Walking Dead, but yeah, for me, it lost its charm after the little girl in the barn. See, that to me... See, I actually liked that turn with Sophia coming out. Yes. Because it was heartbreaking, and to me, it was like, okay, this show is willing to go there, and then it didn't. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, it kind of did with the whole... they They took out a lot of main characters... But they were like. But then it just got stale. Like I, yeah. I actually haven't watched it in a few seasons. I couldn't. I couldn't because it was just. It got so slow. Like leading up, leading up, leading up, mid-season finale. Like what the fuck? And then like it would come back, and it's like leading up some more, leading up, leading up, leading up. <gasps> Stay tuned for next season. Like what the? No, yeah. Like I, I, I gave up on that relationship but they did have some real and they had some really great zombies too yeah, like the, the well floating zombie. heads that the governor had yep 
Yep, that was good. I liked the zombie in the well. Bicycle girl. Yep, she was one of the first ones the you first really got zombies to see. You that see. Was and I up. loved that they really got into the makeup and the character creation for these zombies. And as the seasons went on, every single zombie is different. As the se- and as the seasons went, I thought you were going to pick up where I was pick up what I was putting down. Uh, as the seasons went on, like they tried to have a realistic passage of time where the zombie not only the zombies but the logo the show logo has decayed like they slightly show, decays right and and i thought that was really brilliant so not only do they show still like some fresh zombies because obviously there are still living yeah, people the, trying the first to survive, season they just look like beat up people you know but you see some real like decay like flesh is gone mostly skeleton Mm-hmm. zombies you know uh, as you go through the, the season. further seasons i just thought that was so well done and, and stuff and adapted to its environment like you know oh this one was buried in the mud so it's all like mossy and like this one stuck to a tree but they also took a lot of those from some of the zombies you know the classic zombies like uh there was a an homage to because uh greg nicotero is a huge fan of all these zombie films so you know, there's an homage to Day of the Dead when we see the the zombie at the beginning who turns and his tongue kind of falls out of his head. Mm. Um, so there's that. There's, um, you know, some of the actors were also uh, zombified, like some of the directors and stuff. Like people would get their he- like Johnny Depp was a zombie head at one point. And this show, like one of the things for for me anyways, is I love zombie gore. So I want my zombies bloody. I want, you know, ooze and organs, and I want I want everything, and I want practical. I want practical effects. Except, there's one thing you don't like, and it was in the movie we just watched. Oh, I can't deal with anything dealing with the eyeball, like anything puncturing an eyeball, any anything like an eyeball falling out of a head. Like that's just that's my that's my squirm factor. Like I I can deal with everything else. I have dissected a lot of things in my scientific career, uh, especially, you know, in, in high school and in undergrad. And I had the, I mean, I'm, I'm spare you the gory te- details, but I had the opportunity to dissect a specific animal and it was awesome. I mean, like, I kind of had to divorce myself from the fact that, you know, I was, de- it's, it's, it's yeah. for science. Um, but anyways, I had no issue dissecting all of the parts, all of the organs, everything. And then the teacher gave us the opportunity, you know, each group of, of dissecting, you know, people dissecting um, could choose an extra credit part. And my group chose to dissect the eye. I was the only one who was like, yeah, no. And I was, quote, the chief surgeon, like the head surgeon in the group. And I, I, I had to leave the room. I could do everything else. Like other people were kind of like getting queasy on other parts. I was fine. But when it came to trying to get the eye out of the socket, out. Nope. No, thank you. No, thank you. So, I mean, there are some great practical effects. Um, that scene in Saw, where he has the key Saw behind two. his Saw two. eye. Saw two. The opening. And he scene. has to 
like that is that is my squirm factor right there. That is the one thing that I can't do. Yeah, you know, she has every, a tough time with eyeballs. Everything else is fair game. It's fine. Like I just, but when it comes to eyeballs, like that's what makes me close my eyes. Like, and that I, was a really like that was such a great and it was scene. So slow, like it's just slowly. It's like you know, broken piece of wood. I broken piece of wood. I piece of wood. I. Piece of wood, I. Piece of wood, like I. The payoff, slowly, slowly, the slowly, slowly, and the payoff inching towards it. each other, and it. it uh, the payoff was no worth the buildup. That's what no I was trying thing. to say. No thing. Well, you know, and I, I give that movie credit because a lot of times they wouldn't show that. They'll show it off screen. They would, right. It's you would see the aftermath of it. You wouldn't see the piece of wood entering and. Like you know, you'd see, uh, the person who's about like. Say, like, someone's about to jab a screwdriver into somebody's eye. You would see the person getting the screwdriver jabbed into their eye. You'd see their back, and you'd see the person make the thrust, and then it would cut to the screwdriver ah, in the eye. Right. No, Like, like this, putting this the application on. Showed. It, it did not, like, the camera did not pan away for a moment. Yeah. And, God, I wish it had. But, like, it was, it was good. It was really well done. I just, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. So we have a few more uh, folks who contributed to this. Uh, Misty from the Scream Sisters says, the best zombie is Return of the Living Dead and Dead Alive. That's another one where there's a lot of goopy grossness and there's so much blood. Like, that one is just absolutely off-the-wall bonkers. Love it. Um, Have you seen Dead Alive? Yes. So you remember the lawnmower scene? Yes. I kick ass for the Lord. Like, yeah. Uh... Pantophobe says, my favorite is Dead Alive. And she said, I also enjoyed 28 Days Later, although uh, though some of the uninfected humans are just as scary as the zombies. Absolutely, all those military dickbags. Mm-hmm. Uh, our good friend Veronica, who, if you are looking for an amazing uh, custom zombie baby uh, art piece for your collection... She makes some amazing stuff over at Biohazard Babies uh, on Etsy, mm-hmm. and we have one. Yes, uh, my little toxic Tina. She is. She's uh, growing up so fast. She's super talented. Like you need to check out some of the stuff that she's. She just did a Candyman one. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, was that awesome! Um, check out her work and buy some stuff from her if you are. Uh, at all a zombie fan like you need one of these things or a horror fan in general you need one of these for your collection they're adorable she says zombies i love zombies most zombie films except pride and prejudice and zombies that is complete shit so she was not a fan of pride and prejudice and zombies uh let me see we have some other uh some other feedbacks um colleen uh our good buddy Oh, Colleen also added a, a second uh, thing about uh, Epic Kingdom. Um, she says, Kingdom is currently on its second season, and I binged it in about a day. I can't wait for more. So, but even if there is never, but even if there never is, they kind of gave it an open ending, but a satisfying and an exciting one. So I'm happy about it either way. Unlike some awful zombie TV shows, glares at The Walking Dead. Um, our good buddy, first time Mike. Uh, shout out to First Time Mike, who was also on the front lines during this uh, uh, COVID-19 outbreak. So he is out there every day. He's an, uh, an essential employee. So we are very grateful to him and hope he stays very healthy. Uh, 
He says, I enjoy and recommend Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, a.k.a. The Living Dead from the Manchester Morgue from 1974. A moody, creepy film with bursts of ultraviolence and a sonic insect killer awakes the dead. Ooh. Awakens the dead. It is slow burn, but when the zombies get going, they get going. Also, this movie is pre-Dawn of the Dead, thus free of many of the cliches that pepper many of the zombie movies that have come after. Um, putting that on my must-watch list. Yes. See, I don't mind a slow burn. Actually, I, I like a slow burn if the build-up and the payoff is worth it. Day of the Dead is a slow burn. Yes. Like, there are several jump scares. But the build-up and the payoff is worth it. Yes. So uh, we have two more pieces of feedback. Uh, one of them is from our buddy. We actually exchanged feedback with uh, our buddy Joe over at the Horror Squad podcast. Uh, they did their top 10 horror films of the 2000 to 2009 decade. So do yourself a favor and check that out. Uh, that'll be that was a difficult list coming. Just just an aside, that was a really difficult list coming up I with. Made a list I of fucking about hate everyone <laughs> for making me have to choose between some of those films. I forgot... You know, I had to kind of had to revisit timelines and stuff. And there was some fantastic horror films that came out in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there were a few that I thought came out in the 2000s, but or in, in 2000 to 2009. But like just missed, like I was going to say Frozen, but Frozen came out in 2010. But you had like Repo, The Genetic Opera, The Collector, uh, Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. Victor Crowley, like... House Hatchet, of a Thousand not, not Corpses. Yeah, yeah, Hatchet, Hatchet. yeah. Uh, actually, the first three of them, I think. Mm, or at least the first two. The, f- the first... 2007 is when the second one came out, I think. Oh three, I think it was 03, 04, and 07, but I might be wrong. But, you know, Land of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead remake, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, um, The Devil's Hatchet Rejects. Hatchet was 2006. Oh, what am I so thinking I of? I don't know when the other ones came out. I think it might have been every two to three years. But but anyways, um, yeah, a lot of great films and some really good zombie films came out during that time, too. Um, I am a fan of the Wreck films. Yeah. And again, like they're not um, your typical zombie. It's like the, the they're infected. Yeah, it was like a, a weird strain of rabies. But still, like, they hunger for human flesh. Yeah. So, like, some of the movies I wrote, and just to give you an idea of what we had to choose from, and this isn't obviously a complete list, but Battle Royale, Pan's Labyrinth, Shaun of the Dead, several of the Saw films, including the first one, 28 Days Later, The Descent, Trick or Treat, Pontypool, Doghouse, The Poughkeepsie Tapes, The Girl Next Door, Cloverfield, uh, Bubba Hotep, Fido, The Devil's Rejects, Frontiers, Repo, The Collector, Hostel, Cabin Fever, House of a Thousand Corpses, I said. Dead Snow, Identity, Open Water, Frailty, Slither, Zombieland. What about Dead Snow? Dead Snow was fantastic, and I love that there's a difference. I mean, still the the same zombies or the same zombie concept for Dead Snow and Dead Snow Mm Two, but the second one had more of a comedic Shaun of the Dead like take. I didn't hate it for that. Yeah, I liked I liked the first one, but the 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 first one. The Nazi Nazi zombies, I just thought was it, it oh, really yeah. f- 
fantastic concept and you know being out in in the woods in the dead of winter you know not only do you have the elements against you but you have these zombies coming after you oh and that one wanting... girl had sex with a dude in the outhouse like oh i was going to say they the zombies were after this piece of of nazi memorabilia that yeah. was stolen from them wasn't it like a button from a coat? Uh, it was something like, like that. Like a it was coin or something? It was something like so trivial. It was a Spanish doubloon. Insignificant, but like, like apparently it wasn't that insignificant. It was like the same plot of fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. There's some zombies we didn't talk about. That's true. Pirates of the Caribbean zombies. Um, and zombies have become so mainstream that they've infiltrated, you know, children's. It was Plants vs. Zombies as a kid's game. Well, I mean, and then the, you have the Mattel uh, Barbie came out with the Monster High dolls. Yep, Monster High. And you have a, a zombie variant of that. They have this show called, like, Zombie High or something like that on Nickelodeon or Disney or what have you. And zombies have even infiltrated fantasy. Game of Thrones. I was going to say, no one, no one listed any of the zombies... Um, any of the zombies from uh, Game of Thrones. Like the Night King. The Night King technically is not a zombie because he is like a necromancer. He would be, uh, we discussed this a little bit off air. He would be a lich because he commands. Lich, please. Yes, because he commands an army of whites. Because Why has it got to be whites? The difference is if, w- if the lich gets killed, all of the other zombies die. Whereas... Well, it's almost like he's like the host. He's, he's if you kill the host. If you cut off the head, the body will die. Yes. But if you kill like whoever was the first person to bite somebody, like Patient Zero in, you know, um, in uh, like World War Z, all the other zombies didn't die. So, because he used like it wasn't just oh I died now I'm a zombie. It was I died. And I was brought back through a ritual. Well, it almost like brings in a, to a play a little bit of like vampire lore. The well, belief it's, it's that if you kill the head vampire, it, you yeah, kill it, all vampires. Every vampire that they created. Right. Yeah. Like it's uh, like the mothership. If it's a, if it's a hive minded type thing, like you know. Uh, um, Independence Day, you kill the mothership and the rest but, of them. But I mean, so fall. you know, Game of Thrones, you had the Night King. Underneath him were the the White Walkers. Yep, which were so he would be like the Lich King, and then they were liches, and then and then the Whites were underneath them. But I yes. thought that the the Whites were such an interesting concept because they were these skeletal creatures, and they were quick, and they were rab like they were rabid. They just wanted you know they wanted to kill you. They, they weren't trying to eat; they were just killing. Well, they wanted yeah. So th- then I think that's what kind of contributes to this whole evolution of of zombies um they weren't killing for the sake of killing they weren't killing for food they were killing to create a larger zombie army yes they were just trying they to w- they, they wanted to recruit you yes they were like harvey milk yes. so we have a couple more people and then we do have a voicemail okay so our buddy, the Thirteenth Wolf Man, over on the Dorkening, because I shared this all over the place. So I was trying to like make sure that I I went to every group and got what everybody said. And if I missed anybody, I am terribly sorry. 
but 13th Wolfman said his favorites are Zombie uh, from Fulci, uh, Yummy, which I just added to our shutter queue. There's a zombie movie called Yummy. Mm -hmm. <gasps> yummy, yummy, yummy. I got brains in my tummy <laughs> and I feel like biting you. <laughs> uh, the Dead Don't Die, Chopper mm -hmm. Chicks in Zombie Town, Hide and Creep, Dead and Breakfast, Day of the Dead, Black Sheep, Night of the Living Dead, Attack of the Later Hosen Zombies, Return of the Living Dead 1 through 3, It Stains the Sands Red, Resident Evil, Boy Eats Girl, which is an Irish zombie film, Fido, and Freaks of Nature. Those are his favorite. His least favorite, uh, Maggie, which was the uh, Abigail Breslin Arnold Schwarzenegger film, which wasn't terrible, wasn't great. Like I thought Arnold was really out of place in that. Uh, Rave the Grave. I think uh, Rave to the Grave, which was, I think, Part four or five of Return of the Living Dead. Uh, ah, Zombies slash Wasting Away. The Soska's version of Rabid. And Zombies of Mass Destruction. Nobody said Planet Terror, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and then we have uh, Joe, which I started to introduce earlier and got sidetracked in a huge way. So Joe from uh, The Horror Squad. Uh He's the one who's doing the because uh, we got sidetracked with the top ten. Mm -hmm. Well, I got sidetracked because that's that's what I do. Uh, he said his favorite zombies are the zombie baby in Dead Alive, which yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, Bub from Day of the Dead, mm -hmm. and the severed head of Doctor Hill in Reanimator. Mm. I think he's the only one who mentioned Reanimator, but I will double check. Uh, he said the best zombie movies. Uh, our Cemetery Man, Dead Alive, Dawn of the Dead, Train to Busan, Shaun of the Dead, Zombie, and Reanimator. So those are his choices. So like I said, we do have a voicemail from our buddy JB over at Tales from the Podcast. And I haven't listened to this. I have no idea what he's going to say. So uh, let's play that now, see what he thinks. Hey there, Patsy and Ashes. This is your buddy JB calling in to talk a little bit about some zombie movies with you guys. So you guys had a few questions that you were asking for this week's show, and I thought I'd go ahead and participate a little bit today. So, first off, um, you wanted to know about our favorite zombie, and mine's probably the baby zombie from the Dawn of the Dead. Um, as far as my favorite zombie movie... It's probably Ah Zombies, or the alternate title is Wasting Away. It is an incredible zombie movie. It's funny, but it's also told into the perspective of the zombie instead of the people. So it's a whole different kind of outlook on the whole zombie type of movie anyway. And then you were also asking about our least favorite. And um, for me, it's, it's sad to say but it's probably uh, Survival of the Dead. I just didn't have a lot of fun watching it. It didn't... I don't know. It just uh, didn't click with me. It wasn't one of my favorites, to say the least. But anyways, you guys have a great night, and uh, I'll talk to you later. So I'd never heard of that, and that's the second person to ask, that Ah Zombie. So... Uh, 
a couple of things that just came to mind. Yeah. Um, Life After Beth, starring Aubrey Plaza, is a fantastic, interesting take on a zombie film. And if you haven't seen that, I strongly like recommend it. I think it's streaming in a couple of different pr- places. I'm not 100% sure. So uh, definitely worth looking up. Um, his girlf- It's this kid and his girlfriend becomes a zombie. And he tries to, like save her as she's i'm it's 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 a lot better than i'm making it sound well it's got Aubrey Plaza, you know yeah and and she's just she's she's fantastic um and what is that so talking about something from the point of the zombie you know the zombie point of view i don't think it was a film i think it was part of a a mini series or a, a tv show or something i think it was directed by Darren Lynn Bousman. Oh, you're talking. From um, uh, um, it's got. <sighs> it's got. Um, Brianna Evigan plays the the lady that's in it, and it's she doesn't know she's a zombie. So she goes to this party, and she wakes up in her. You know. And, and thinks that she's just recovering from this party, you know, that she's hungover or what have you. And she notices that there's a lot of... Uh, fear itself. Fear itself? That's I think that's what it's called. Hold on, let me see. Fear itself. Because it was, yeah, it was like a one of those... Um, Serialized. Like installment yeah, yeah, uh, shows. Um, like each... Kind of like an Are You Afraid of the Dark type thing, where each episode didn't have anything to do with the one before it. It was what just... Is the anthology. It's yeah, an anthology that's a, show. That's a word. Uh, um, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Fear Itself. Yep. Yeah, Brianna Evigan. I forget the name of the um, episode she oh, was wow. in. wow. They actually... New Year's Day. Apparently, Elizabeth Moss was in an episode. Yeah. Anna Kendrick was in an episode. What? Brandon Brandon Rouse. Cherry Appleby. Yeah. Like Wendell Pierce. Wow, like that's Jesse Plemons. Oh, cool. So like there are some really good people in some of these episodes. Cynthia Doug Jones apparently was in an episode. Um, but anyways, we watched that specific episode. I forget why we picked that episode specifically. Um, I think it's because you were telling me about it. And I'm like, yeah, because oh, I, I watched watch it when that. I was working at um working at the boarding school it was on one night and i watched it and i was like holy shit this is awesome but it was an interesting take because it's from the point of view of the zombie and she doesn't realize that she's a zombie she has no idea she's undead she's trying to use her phone she's trying to call her friends and obviously you know what her fr- she thinks she's speaking but what her friends hear is just like Bruh. and she keeps seeing Darren Lynn Bousman but he's a zombie and he's like following her Right, because Darlin Bousman, you know, obviously he wrote he had and directed, a thing for her. but he was also in it, and that was her neighbor, and she thought, like, oh my god, I gotta get away from him, like, he's a zombie, but he recognized that she was a zombie, and realized that he was a zombie, so he, he was, was trying protecting to her from reach things. out, right, like, he was people trying kept to shooting help at her. her adjust to the fact that she was a she was a zombie yeah it took place um i think it was like new, new york city yeah it was new year's day and in a big uh city. you know something had, something had happened i forget the the specific exactly but it's a really interesting take on the whole zombie film 
And, you know, again, you don't know that she's a zombie until the very end. And everything Spoilers. just kind of falls into place. And but it's it's really cool. It's definitely worth checking out. I wrote a, I wrote a story called Rose from the Dead that's in uh, my Monsters in the Closet collection that takes place from the zombies point of view. But uh, so, yeah, that's you know, it's hard to really talk about every zombie thing that's ever been done because there are so many that we have no clue about. And um, there are so many where, you know, the the plots are similar, but. You know the um, the uh, the zombies kind of stand out. Like you know, a lot of people mentioned Bub. You know, I have the Bub action figure. You know, still sealed in the box that you bought me for birthday or Christmas or just because I forget which. Because I've had it for close to a decade at this point. Um, I have uh, you know seen that movie a million times. We've got it signed by Tom Savini who did a lot of the uh, makeup and special effects, and he was in most of them as well. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, there's, it's it's tough to get into it, because we've been talking an hour just in this segment, and we've barely scratched the surface. Well, like I was telling you before we even started this episode, like there's so much to it that you could do, and I'm sure there are out there podcasts solely dedicated to zombies zombie films zombie tv shows zombie lore you know everything surrounding zombies and there's so much out there but we just wanted to kind of touch base on the the evolution of the zombie character and how you know over time certain zombies have really stuck out you know everyone has a favorite. Well, i just like maybe not everyone but like a lot of people have a favorite zombie you know and, and and these characters, like, they don't typically speak. They aren't really human. And we didn't even talk about zombie animals, zombie pets. Like, the cat from Pet Cemetery is technically a zombie. Jesus is a zombie. Well, I mean, there's there's that. But, you know, so it's there's a lot of different forms of zombieism. And there's so many good characters out there. And we haven't gotten into books. Like, you know, if you look at Brian Keene's stuff, like, there are zombie whales and zombie birds and, you know, like, all kinds of stuff like that. Like, there's... Yeah, there's there's so much. Like, in you know, again, Game of Thrones had the undead bears and wolves and giants and... You know, dragons. Yeah, dragon. Which uh, ice dragon. So you know, and cool. you know, we're neglecting an entire genre because we're not familiar with it. But like Dungeons and Dragons has been doing this forever. Like I mean, well, all we're, the undead. We're, we're learning. We're starting right. to play D and D. But we're not that in depth. We haven't no, fought any undead creatures yet. We're not. We're not there yet. We need more experience points. Yes, we're only level two, but hopefully soon we'll be level three. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's take a quick a quick uh, break, and uh, when we come back, we uh, we have a new battle, and uh, we're gonna do something a little different for the battle theme just for this week because it is zombie related. So uh, we'll be right back. Hey there, this is JB. 
And if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs> Holy sidetracking, guys. The train just came off the tracks. Derailers. Be sure to follow the derailers on Twitter at the derailers. And make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube, so you can catch the episode next week, folks. Same derailment time, same derailment channel. songs that uh ashes introduced me to was one it was on one of the like mixtapes that you made me no that wasn't i mean it was it was further along but time is irrelevant at this point yeah like it doesn't matter like it was either the first day like the, the basically we've been together since the day we met so like that's just the way it works it's just, it's it doesn't matter. It happened at some point, and it's become ingrained in our marriage zeitgeist. I mean, time is a construct that just doesn't really matter anymore. Time is important, and I am a clock. It's 9.30. Fish everywhere. Oh, maybe that's what we can talk about. Fish everywhere. Ooh, do you want to do an episode on Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? Yeah, I think we might have to talk about Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. I oh, think that's what we're going to talk about next week. That is fucked up. You want to talk about some fucked up Muppets. Muppets. Um, Fuppets. Actually, no. Fuppets <laughs> are uh, what they use for the uh, uh, Felger and Maz show. Like, they do, like, they reenact a scene with Felger and Maz Muppets, and they just call them Fuppets. But fucked up puppets would also be Fuppets, so. But yeah, and there's a lot of, um, like, theories Fan theories and, and speculation it. like it's it's weird if you've seen those videos you know exactly what we're talking about if you haven't seen those videos you'll know what we're talking there's about there's six of them and i think it totals about half an hour it's 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 weird but anyways yeah and so we have a lot of music to choose from we're definitely doing the clock song let's go on a journey a journey through our time i'm uh, friends with my dad <laughs> My dad is a computer. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll see what we... Uh, oh. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a weird. Watch it. It's fucked up, and it's weird. And green is not a creative color. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get sidetracked. I'm thinking about that. Okay, we have a battle to throw down. We have a battle, and because we have uh, a battle, we are not playing the normal battle theme this time, though. We are actually playing uh, something slightly different. But if you are a sports guy, like we are sports guys. Or gal, guys, or non-binary. Uh, you might recognize this for the battle theme. So, Ashes, what's our battle this week? <laughs> I miss hockey so much. What am I doing with my life? For those of you who aren't familiar, this is the Boston Bruins goal horn, and the song playing in the background is Zombie Nation. Uh, fun fact, this is actually a fun fact. It, fun fact, uh, this is what we played in its entirety. So, like, the, the horn at the beginning. Uh at our wedding, when they're like, we now pronounce you people together, <laughs> they played that when we did our, our first marriage kiss, and then I uh, gave her a piggyback ride out of the main hall into the outer hall of the the church, churchy, I don't know what it's called. All I know is that people kept talking about a thing called a narthex, and all I could think of was like, that's something from Dr. Seuss. I'm the narthex. I speak for the bees. Don't sure. Please do not milk them in order to make cheese. Okay, so <laughs> we have a battle, brand new battle that we are throwing down this week. It is called the Zombrawl. Oh, yeah. It is a zombie throwdown. And we want to know who would win. The Tar Man, Bub, Big Daddy, or Julie Walker. So, Tarman from Return of the Living Dead. Yes. Bub from Day of the Dead. Big Daddy from Land of the Dead. Or Julie Walker from Return of the Living Dead Part 3. And are there any stipulations for this? It is to the brain. Uh, yes, so if you are familiar with... Uh, to the pain. Princess To the Bride. brain. It's <laughs> uh, funny. And there is a very special guest referee. Oh, the only special guest referee you could possibly have. Rob Zombie. Yes. And since we don't want anyone to have a specific advantage, it is actually taking place uh, at an event with the new zombies where all of the souls have been removed. So they have, there's no souls involved. And where where is that? There's also no brains involved either. Uh, the Sandbox is a Trump rally. Yes. Yes, a COVID-filled Trump rally. We'll just call it the RNC. We'll just say <laughs> okay. the RNC. The Republican National Convention. Or, you know, in this case, the masks wouldn't help. No. No. So this is, this is interesting because it's a varying level of intelligence. But I think with the varying levels of intelligence comes a varying level oh. of savagery. Well, now that varying levels of strength. 
Yes. So it's kind of like a brain versus brawn type of thing. Brains versus <laughs> brawn. <laughs> yeah. Brawn. Um. You know what vegan zombies eat, right? Grains. <laughs> you know how they get through the snow in the winter? You know? On their tires, they put chains. Okay. Um, so anyways, that is the battle. Yeah, that's a that's a good battle. So yeah, next week we will be uh, we will be discussing. Uh, Don't, Don't hug, hug me, me, I'm scared. I'm scared. Uh, it's very interesting, um, very weird stuff. So I'm gonna have to watch that like four or five times. I, yeah, uh, the characters are. It, it's a parody, obviously, of of a children's show, but there's um. And the process of creating a children's show. There's a lot of underlying factors in these in these characters like kind of like a more than meets the eye some of the people who have done breakdowns on this have watched it and broken it down uh by watching it a quarter frame at a time because there are some images like there's a swastika hidden in a couple of all of these like subliminal messages and it, it it really there, there's a there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's some it, weird there's a, shit there's that goes lot. on, and there's a lot of uh, character development um, in these episodes per episode, and then obviously from the first episode to the last episode. Yeah, it's just it's it's just, it's just fucking weird, guys. I will say though that um, according to the creators, every fan theory is correct. Oh, okay. So no matter what you think... It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Well, basically what they're saying is no matter what you got out of this, you're right. Because they're not going to say, well, no, you were missing the subtle, deeper meaning. Uh, uh, If you listen to Shark Bites over the last couple of weeks, uh, actually last uh, two weeks ago and the one that comes out next week, uh, we reference uh, Ginger Dead Man 3, where he goes back in time and gets killed by Hitler and Lizzie Borden after killing a bunch of people at a roller disco. Uh, The movie was shot for a very low budget over a weekend. And when someone had the audacity to be like, yeah, this wasn't a good movie, the director reached out to them on social media to be like, oh, you just don't understand the, you know, subtle cinematic nuance of this film. It's like, if you're shooting your film over a weekend... And it's about a, a cookie that kills people at a roller disco after traveling back in time. There's that no sounds s- amazing. Yeah, but put it this way: the first movie had Gary Busey, and after that, Gary Busey's like, "Yeah, I don't want to be a part of this." So Gary Busey turned it down. Wow. So I'm I'm not making any comment one way or the other. I'm stating a fact that Gary Busey declined to reprise his role as a homicidal cookie. But like roller disco zombie gingerbread cookies just sound fantastic. Right, but it's not a good movie. It is not a movie that is going to be well executed, uh, well written, well acted if you're throwing it together in two days. It's just not. Like if you're making a short film and you're filming over two days and your film is 10 minutes long, yeah, you can probably do that if you have everything in place beforehand. But the the director was also like, "Oh, you need to, you need to, uh, you know, rewatch, you know, move out of your your parents' basement, smoke a joint, and rewatch the movie." 
So if you have to alter your consciousness, like you don't see, you know, Steven Spielberg like, oh, you just didn't get the subtleties. Why don't you do some mushrooms and rewatch Schindler's List? Maybe then you'll understand how it works. Watch Schindler's List on mushrooms. Like, you know, you don't hear that shit, you know. (laughs) Not like, oh, do some angel dust and then watch Taxi Driver. Like, that's, that you know, you don't hear Marty Scorsese saying something like that. You know? You know, it's just, if you have to alter your consciousness in order to understand a film, you made a bad film. Choices. I mean, you know, again, it's not, I'm not disrespecting the the filmmaking. Like, if if I make a film... And someone says, you know what, that's not a good film. And I'm like, you know, I'm bragging like, oh, yeah, yeah, I shot this in like, you know, it's a 10 minute film. I spent 15 minutes filming and I didn't edit. And, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, there was no script. We all just kind of, you know, just went in there and, and I was like, hey, wing it, everybody. And everyone's running around doing something different. You know, if I start a band and everyone's playing an instrument, but they're all playing different songs, you know, kind of like Chelsea Grin. Uh, that's. You know, and someone says my band is awful. Yeah, yeah, that that's how it is. It's bad. You know, but you know, you can have criticism. Are we done? Uh, I yeah, I talk more about this, but it's just it, that frustrates At me. At the end of the day, my favorite zombie is my cat. Yes, and so that'll be the. She uh, is perfect. Yeah. So she wants to eat your brains and gain your knowledge. Gonna eat your brains and gain your knowledge. <laughs> so, yeah, with that being said, we will <gasps> see, see you, you next, next Thursday. Thursday. Brains. <laughs>